Geula does not equal positive. Geula equals Bahira and the ability to be a full co-creator with God. Listening to Street for Brain. center we have the many people that just today not only here we send the people to Kiev because I have call uh, uh, calling every day every minute uh, we have the calling that please we don't have food we don't have uh, to eat uh, water medicine uh, I think that I will stay till the end but good end will be good end What am I supposed to do? What does it mean? Look, tell me how I should live in a state of mind of Geula when the world, Shakalzich, is shaking in such so many different ways as it is today. How does one look at the time of uncertainty and have high expectations and look at the world with the eyes of Geula when you see what, for all intents and purposes, is Gullus? I never claim to have a expectation of how things are going to go. I'm talking about a reality that we have currently access to where we have the ability to be the writers of our own destiny, so to speak, or however you want to phrase it. But the idea of optimism is a description of not reality. It's a description of what you want reality to look like, what you want reality to be. The question is, is are we supposed to be living in reality? Are we supposed to be realists, as people like to describe it, and see all of the negativity and see how everything is really playing out, you know, and the fear factor is at the highest and we're the closest that we've ever been to X, Y, and Z that, uh, you know, everything is going in a negative way. And that could be your reality. You could say, well, that's the reality. That's the truth. And wait, wait, wait. The, the facts are on the ground. So we're not discussing the facts. You want to talk about how to interpret the facts. So you have two different kinds of groups. There's the ones that go, everything is beautiful, and they'll come up with all their gematrias and, uh, and so on and so forth, and say, this proves this, and that means Mashiach's coming. Or something to that effect. I want to know about the Balabas who's 32 years old and he has four kids already in Cheder and paying globs of money to the Cheder, which the Cheder keeps raising because they don't have money anyways. And what, how are we supposed to look at this whole money flow, wealth flow, abundance flow in a state where it's shrinking? And that's why I'm saying, if you're saying that that's the reality... And that there's no other reality to focus on or to, you know, to, to describe. I know you tell me. Or what do you, don't play games with me. So tell me. What's the other reality that you're dancing around? It's not another reality. It's an option. It's an what option. is it? It's an option of what to focus on. So tell me. What's the focus on? And the focus that I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dancing around. You are. Just say it. I, what I'm trying to say is that what you're focusing on as saying, well, these are the facts on the ground. There are other facts as well. 
And there are other things that, give a, me person a, fact. Can, that, that a person has the ability so give to give me a fact. Is the fact that up until now, we've survived. And we've been fine. And okay, there has been struggles and there have been difficulties and there have been, you know, everything like that. And we, But we've gone through all of this and we've survived and we're okay. And that has to be the foundation point. Is that I, number one is that we are still economically and physically and practically in the best situation probably in human history for the Jews. Unless you come from the Ukraine, for example. And that's why I'm saying that, yeah, of course, that there's going to still be negativity in the world that is a reality, but it's not optimistic to say that still, if you look at things from a general or whole perspective, there's a tremendous amount of positivity to be able to focus on as well. So 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 tell our listeners what to focus on. And how they're supposed to fear what steps they should take to manifest, as you call it, co-create their wealth in the midst of a perfect storm. So number one is to have betachen, which is such a chiddish, it seems like, but I don't understand why it is. Because even the perfect storm, you, st- you have an obligation, you have a mitzvah, the Rebbe talks about in the Sichas, to have betachen in every single scenario. If the n- sword is at your neck, you have to have betachen that you're going to have saved. Fine, but that's not ge'ula. You have to have betachen when they were sitting in, in, in a concentration camp in 1943. So that's why I'm saying that it's not entirely a new thing. Because that's the step. That's why I'm saying. No, I'm not asking about the new thing of the of the reality on the ground. I'm asking what's the new thing that you're saying that post Nun Al of Nun Base was supposed to have a Gula attitude. I want to know. Give me one nugget, just one nugget of a Gula attitude. Betachin was even in the midst of 1492. Okay, so I want to know right today. What should I be doing? What should I be thinking? That's going to give me the power to be Gauladik in this situation we're in. I'm going to answer you. You keep saying that. And I'm still going to. But what I'm saying is first step is just know that things are actually fine. Overall, you could always point to negativity. You could always point to things that are bad. Okay, now let's go to that nugget that you want to that you're so desperately trying to get out of me. And the answer to No, I'm not desperately trying to get it out of you. You're desperately <laughs> looking for how to find the nugget because I don't trust right now that you have it. And that's why you're just hucking a china. The nugget that you're looking for is the fact that with that situation being so negative, if it was something that was co-created, it could be co-created in the other way as well. That we still are actually empowered to be able to create a different reality that may, like you described earlier, be miraculous. And not in a Batakan sense that like Hashem is going to just, you know, uh, drop a miracle from the clouds or whatever it is, but that you have the power to change your circumstance in such an unbelievable way that it could actually appear through Teva as a miracle. Okay, I know maybe our audience, some of the people in the audience don't know the Sikha that you're actually referring to, um... Trakut v'zayngud sicha and shmois lamad chelik lamad vav for sicha there you can go look it up it's a fundamental sicha when it comes to betachin okay Zachariah, you can think about this but don't tell me you're going to give me an answer just give me one you're a businessman 
you, your business in particular is dependent on investments, correct? People investing their money. How are you getting around the shrinking capital that's out there in a Gaula Dika way? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to answer directly of my business because it's a little bit more complicated than you just described. But what I will say, and what I think is still true, is you could continue to go and make decisions in business, let's just focus on business, based off of fear, based off of, um, uh, what, not, not hoarding, what's it called, uh, you know, preparing for scarcity. scarcity. And you could you could approach business that way, and you could always approach business that way. Meaning, like if you're afraid to pay your bills, you're gonna come you're gonna come at your business very differently than if you feel like you know everything is at your fingertips and there's nothing that you have to really worry about, and you can make decisions based off of expansion and growth and you know you know bigger things, bigger and better things. And I really do believe that you could still have that idea of growth. You could still focus on making decisions, especially mid business, in a way of positivity and belief that it doesn't have to be necessarily what I've been putting effort into up until now, but to veer and still make a decision based off of positivity of confidence that things are going to get better or that things are good and you're finding the area that it's good versus coming from that place of fear and scarcity, which is obviously a gulls matziv. Now, what I'll mention about this, which I think is extremely important because I think business is probably the best example for a lot of our lis- listeners out there because business and success and wealth that you're describing is something that the Rebbe actually mentions specifically as the example of Gula. And what he does is that in his in one of the sikhas of uh, when he talks about the Aleph and Tagola, right after uh, Koach Nisan, he actually describes the fact that your business is going to come with you in Gula. That in Gula, you're going to still have your business. And that you're going to have a Gula Dika business and what that means. And he describes what that means in terms of you know, your approach to it and how you're acting in the business and you're being honest and you're giving tzedakah and you're being a kiddush Hashem, et cetera, et cetera. It goes through a couple of examples of what to do. And when I originally heard that statement, when I learned the sicha originally, that, that statement really affected me because I always, you know, kind of defaulted to the idea that like business is a necessary evil versus it's something that you need to have a gaula perspective on currently not only because you have to live with Gaula currently and I have to do business, but because actually, in fact, my Gaula, I'm sorry, that actually, in fact, you know, business is going to be around and not only around in Gaula, but part and parcel of my mission and purpose in serving God in Gaula. So you're not suggesting, I hope, you're not suggesting to say that bombs falling on Kiev itself per se is Gula. That it's positive. Are you saying that? Gula does not equal positive. 
Geula equals Bahira and the ability to be a full co-creator with God. You just spent 10 minutes telling me about, about being positive. So now you're telling me it's nothing to do with positive? Us and our attitude in what we should be doing in order to create the good reality that ultimately Hashem really wants to have in the world, which is what Dira Batakhtanim really is. But in the meantime, you can have Geula, as we very well see, you could have Geula and still have negativity in the world. And that's the Gullus that we are still holding on to that has not been able to be transformed because of our actions, myself included. Let me tell me if you agree with this. For those people who think life becomes rosy and supposed to be rosy and rosier day after day when we're in this time period, they're incorrect. And we see that they're incorrect. However, the average person's reaction to the events that are taking place, if they're still mentioning Mashiach on their tongue, if they're still thinking of Hasidim, is they're going to say, Hasidim are going to say, this is, we need Mashiach now. The Rebbe said, Ad Masai. If you're a Litvak, you're going to say, because of our sins. And other people will just bury their head in the sands and hope for the best. And you're saying none of those is ghoul of thinking. It's not to get you to get the thorn out of the foot of the lion, if you know that f- fable. What does that mean? I don't. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just amazed. Anyways, I won't go there. So <laughs> I bring up guys, all these mashalim all week long from like my, my generation. It's like... If I said General Patton, he wouldn't even know who that is. And I didn't even grow up in the generation of General Patton. Do you know who General Patton is? Anyways, I'm saying that you're saying to me, really, when a challenge comes up, whatever it may be, the go-to stance is save me. Pull me out of my quagmire. And you're response and the Geula response is how do I embrace this challenge using what it gives me to actually implement my own power of Geula or in other words the challenge isn't happening to me it's happening for me I'm going to switch directions for a second. Using the formula you just said. I'm a chassid, a Lubavitcher. I'm 30 years old. I never met the Rebbe before. How do I take that absence? How do I take that absence and exchange? This is a challenge happening to me. An exchange with it's a challenge happening for me. Well, that's a different direction. <laughs> um, I I can honestly 
I can honestly say that that is exactly what is not only necessary, but a perspective of whether a person really has belief, batakan, whatever you want to call it, that the Rebbe was and is in control of everything that happened. Meaning, yeah, uh, you're shaking your head. People can't see it, but... No, I don't want philosophy. I'm not giving you philosophy. Tell me what, how it is a challenge for me, not to me. And what I'm saying is the Rebbe did it purposely. I didn't ask why it happened. I want to know how to look at it, how to use it. Don't tell me that it happened because of the Rebbe. I don't care why it happened. And what I'm telling you is if you believe that, then obviously it was for you because that was supposed to bring out the power inside of you that was not able to be revealed previously. And we touched upon this actually in the last podcast, which I think was well said, but we should say it again and we could, I think, elaborate on it, which is the fact that a lot of people relied on the Rebbe's kaiches and relied on the Rebbe being the one to move us forward and push the envelope and, you know, bring us to the next stage in whatever that means. Whereas now it is now not only, you know, Nebuch just on us, but Dafka it's on us, which is the entire point of Mashiach and Gula is that not that Mashiach falls from a cloud and saves everybody and fixes the situation, but actually gives us the tools and empowers us to be able to fix and <laughs> deal with our own circumstances and our own lives and make it into that Gaula perspective of everything being the ultimate good. Okay, Sahari, so you're giving finally one step. The first step being <laughs> the first no, you're giving a concrete step. You're saying, do you have the attitude to take that whatever happens to you? as an empowerment, even if it's negative, as an empowerment rather than as a victimhood that the response in a Jewish way would be to go oy vey and um, pray for the best um, and accept the fact that somewhere along the line, down the road, there's a silver lining on that big black cloud. So I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that if a person has that attitude, that the next step he's going to say to him, or do, is that his mind is going to engage in the challenge. Would you agree? Yes, but what do you mean by engaging in the challenge? Because you can engage in the challenge that's in front of you, the surface level of the challenge, or you can engage in the challenge in its root source, which is obviously what I'm saying now is what's trying to be brought out from the challenge being presented. Meaning if you're having a challenge, let's just say in Parnassa, obviously the situation is Parnassa that you have to be dealing with, but there's a core issue that is that you have to uncover as a result of that challenge being presented to you. Because if you just fix, you know, uh, the symptom... What is that? What are you talking about? 
I mean, it's different for every person. Meaning like if a person is having a struggle in Parnassa, let's just focus on that example. It could be from lack of self-esteem. It could be from insecurity. It could be from fear. It could be from trauma, whatever you want to call it. Ah, you mean source meaning within the person, not some mystical place in, in the spheres of Attilus. In the person, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just on the side, you know, what comes to mind for me is that a lot of the stuff that we speak about Geula, we think that, especially certain groups of people think that Geula talk and Geula thought began in like, I don't know, the end of Memtes and going into Nun Nun Alvin Nun Beis. It's a shtus. Gula Tak was in the first sicha that I ever gave. And Gula Tak is really Baal Shem because Hasidus is his galas of Mashiach. So I, I take back what I asked in the past about, you know, is this new? It's new and it's not new because it's all based on Baal Shem Tev. It's all based on, on principles of a Torah Chadash and Me'iti that, that uh, to a degree the Baal Shem Tev was Mezgala and then and re- revealed and so forth all the way down into our generation. But what's new maybe is the focus and the wherewithal and the proximity we are to Geula in a full-blown way that changes the game. But what's very interesting is we have the choice to ignore it, to ignore that plan and to ignore that paradigm. And I sadly believe that that is what a lot of people did. And it was very obvious when you see the narrative of, you know, have Mashiach come to save me and fix my problem was to ignore that paradigm shift of you actually having the power and control to create a positive, better reality in the world. Again, this is this goes back to this idea of like, well, are you an optimist or are you a realist? Was the Rebbe, to say it, but this is what people think, was he just hoping or was he describing reality and we just didn't hop what that meant of what reality is actually now available versus what we're actually seeing with our eyes. For example, when the Rebbe discusses the fact, and this is in, uh, uh, I believe it was in Nan Aleph in uh, the Shavuot Sicha, when he describes the fact that the Metzias of Ra still exists in the world in Yamosa Mashiach. Whereas I feel like a lot of people beforehand thought that, you know, once you get into the days of Mashiach, that's it. You're you're it's smooth sailing. It's it's easy from there. I'm saying this is what people I think thought of, you know Well well it says Avertuma Minaharats, what are you talking about? It says the Yitzhahara will be gone. I I understand, but I'm saying if the Matthias of Ra still exists in the world which means that you're going to see negativity. There's still going to be the colloquial bad situations that still happen that still need to be rectified to some degree in whatever manner. I'm saying the fact that that information, which was already discussed in other places as well, but the fact that that was spelt out by the Rebbe means that we have to then alter our perception of how things are supposed to go down versus our imagination of it meaning we have to go out of the realm of this is the imagination of how 
the world is going to look and things are going to be and start living with the reality of this is how things are and this is how the Rebbe described this reality, that we could still be in Yamosa Mashiach and still be dealing with a lot of negativity that is now our job to finally uproot and destroy, like you just said. And after discussing with many, many people the concept of Mashiach and Gula, you actually see that their understanding of it, and I'm, I'm using these generalities, obviously it's not for every single person, obviously there's degrees of this, but many people still have ideas and expectations of Mashiach and Gula that never really graduated from the candies on the tree that we teach our kids, you know, in Cheder. And the involvement of our understanding of how these things are going to play out or have played out is an incredibly important piece in being able to live in reality, not optimistically, but just in reality as it stands now and knowing where to go and what to do from here. You know, Zachariah, one of the things you keep saying over and over again in this space of choice, do you want to look at it positive, not positive, do you want to look at it as the challenge for you or as a challenge to you? Do you want to live in a space where you could um, work the situation in your favor in its attitude? Right? How do you decide to look at things? But one of the things you say, keep saying is, and that creates the outcome. Can you explain that? I don't know what needs to be explained about that, but... Where do you get that? So there's a lot of people holding hands and, and singing peace now in, in public squares in America. It doesn't mean that people will stop fighting in the Ukraine, but you're saying, based on my attitude, changes will take place. And what I mean by attitude, I mean that we start to actually not only look at our, I mean, I guess this is similar to what I said before, but we not only look at the circumstances on a surface level and we say, I never. I'm not asking how to do it. I'm asking you, where do you get the idea that it changes the reality? You mean which sicha? You say you're making a statement more than once that your attitude, your choices will you will be a co-creator to make the outcome. Where do you get that from? I feel that all of Hasidus talks about this. That this is one of the focus points of understanding of what it means that a person is a chelik elikami mamish. It's not some idea. It's not some concept, as you love to say. It's a reality that God is actually working through you. And so therefore, your experience of the world in whatever regard you want to describe it is Hashem's expression in this world. That's how the Rebbe defines Dir Badak that's how the Rebbe des- describes, you know, different inyanim of, uh, of the power of a Jew and understanding our power in terms of our neshama power, in terms of our 
experiential power, but going back to the original statement that I think you made about wealth, which is from Parshish Truma uh, in Tafshin Nun Base, is the idea that a Jew is gold. And that expression of the Jew being gold above needs to be expressed down here below. And the only reason why it's not is because of a blockage. And that blockage, like we've already said, needs to be uncovered in order to be removed so that we don't have that blockage anymore and can reveal that true gold that we all are. You've been listening to A Street for Brengen, a production of ChabadLife.tv and Studio 262.